0: Ladies, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Entourage Ministries podcast. Welcome to Honors Class. Honors Class is a special series that we're doing as I'm on a homeschool journey with my girls. I have two daughters, Foster and Emmett, and they are um, almost seven and nine years old. And something that's important to me in this school year is to create this opportunity called Honors Class where I bring women of honor before them and allow them to just see an array of um, godly women um, from our community and other seasons of life and so my inspiration for that is from proverbs 3 and also proverbs eleven sixteen. 16 the word says don't let kindness and truth leave you bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart and then you will find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. That's in Proverbs 3. And in Proverbs 11, it goes on to say that a, kind, a kind-hearted kind woman does attain honor. So as we have different women and guests on our podcast, and today's will be your favorite, Jesse Salee um these are women who are gracious who who do live a life of honor and i believe it's because they have kindness and truth in the forefront of their their hearts and their lives so without further ado even though you cannot see my classroom welcome to um, the upper room of scott school and um and at the table today is uh, me of course my daughter emmett my daughter foster and jesse Salee. Yes, say hello girls. Hi. Good, so now we're just gonna begin with a little 30 second challenge. I'm gonna time each of them and they have 30 seconds to tell. Yes, now we're going to begin with a little 30 second challenge for uh, the three guests at this beautiful table that you can't see. They have 30 seconds each to tell you about themselves. So we're gonna start with Foster, we're gonna go to Jesse, and then we're gonna come back to Emmett. So Foster, on your mark, Get set and go.
1: Hi, I'm Foster Faith Scott, and I am nine years old, and I live in Durant, Oklahoma. Um, I have a brother and a big sister, I mean, a little brother and a little sister. My little sister, she is almost seven, and my brother is two. Um, I play basketball at the Boys and Girls Club in Durant, and we live on a bunch of land, and most of our family lives on it, so... That's all for me. Bye. Perfect.
0: Okay. Jesse. 30 seconds. Go.
2: Um, my name is Jesse Salit. I'm married to Jed Salit. And Sage is my daughter, our one and only currently. But I want like 12 kids, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I love random things. So I like to do new recipes. Uh, I have learned how to do macrame, I've learned how to do clay earrings, and um, currently my obsession is gardening, which is good, because I work at um, Entourage Ministries, and we do a garden. Cheese a garden. Cheese mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Garden. Okay, Emmett, you've got 30 seconds. Ready? Set. Go.
3: go. Hi, I'm Emmett, and I live in Durant, Oklahoma, and... Whatever you want to tell them. Not
1: mm-hmm.
3: I do basketball and it's at Little Dribblers.
0: Cool. And ballet. You do ballet. It's not at Little Dribblers, is it? <laughs> is that the
1: name of it? No, nope. it's Dribblers. called Little, Boys Dribblers.
0: <laughs> Little Dribblers was a program she did in kindergarten at halftime one time.
2: <laughs> oh, you're so much older than that now. Yes. <laughs> You're like so, an intermediate dribbler now. But we <laughs> promise we won't tell any more fibs
0: throughout the whole podcast because kindness, truth leads to, to honor, right? So Emma did little dribblers once, but now she is a little, she's a little dribbler. I dribbling. do basketball
3: yeah. at the Boys and Girls Club, and um I homeschool, and I turn seven soon.
0: And you're out of time.
3: And I'm out of time.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: So we're going to let you start with an icebreaker question for Jesse right here, and you told me you wanted to read it, so I'm going to let you ask that, and then Foster will go back to the top of the list, and you'll start at number one after Emma asks this question right here. So, Emma, are you ready to ask Jesse her question?
3: I can't read it.
0: Well, I'll tell it to you in your ear.
3: Are you a morning bed or at night?
2: Are you a morning bird or a night owl? I'm a morning bird. I'm not an early riser. I don't do that life, but I love waking up and going until my energy is gone and my energy leaves between 9 and 10 p.m. and I go straight to bed.
0: Same. And Emma is an early bird. Nice. I got up um, the other day at like four in the morning to get something and came into the kitchen. I'll start my coffee for when I get up at six. I turned around, and Emmett was sitting at the bar because someone on the house was up, so she thought it was time to start the day. Wow. So she is an early bird. Okay. Foster is um, a
1: sleeping bird. A sleeping bird. A sleeping bird. a sleeping bird, but I like to stay up late.
0: So. And Emmett's a singing bird. Okay, moving on
2: from birds. Foster, go ahead and get started with number one.
1: What age were you when you met Jesus?
2: When I met Jesus, I was six. Yeah, I was six whenever I met Jesus, and I told my mom that I wanted— to be saved, receive salvation and believe in him with all my heart in the kitchen of our oh, house.
3: Wow. Cool. Nice.
0: Yeah. My parents were part of that in my my life in our home as well.
3: We don't knock it out.
0: Okay, Emmett, you're gonna be number two right here.
3: Number two. How old were you when you started to love Jesus?
2: You know, because I was saved at six, I really don't remember when I didn't love him. And that's just true. I remember whenever I was little that I knew that I was more than this body. Like, I just grew up thinking that I was an eternal being and that something made me. So I knew that. I, I don't remember when I didn't know the love of God and that he created me.
0: And girls, I think you'll find that to be, I think you'll find different some people's answers about that. Um And you've heard that already with some of the folks that you've asked. I think for me personally, I accepted the Lord when I was little because I recognized it as truth in my mind. Um, But I probably did not truly understand the depths of God's love for me and really reciprocate that love for him until I was a young adult. So I understood with my mind that Jesus was Savior. Um, But loving the Lord with all my heart, that came um, in time for me.
2: So. Yeah, and I knew the love of the Lord all my life. In high school, there was definitely a grappling period of that. And then, as the Lord shored up his love in my life and I understood it more at a greater depth, like you said, um, I could look back and say, oh, I've known this love all my life. What's your favorite food, Jesse? My favorite food is the best version of any food. <laughs> I just want the best. If it's a cheeseburger, it's Five Guys for me.
0: Their <laughs> mm, fries are good too. Yeah.
2: yeah, you know, I just like the best version of food. That's what it is. Any what? Kind.
0: What's your favorite food, Foster?
1: That's sort of hard. Um, I do like some good fries. hmm mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I I like chocolate ice cream on a waffle cone. Mm, nice. With fries? No. Actually. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, you do order them at the same time. You may not eat them (laughs) in tandem, but technically your order is also with fries. Yes. (laughs) Um, And just for anyone listening. And
1: I like salad.
0: Hmm. Emmett has departed the room we are recording multiple episodes today she made up four questions in this one and uh that's okay so she may pop back in. she may (laughs) pop back in but um you're gonna hear me dialoguing now more with Foster and and Jesse for this particular episode so Foster go ahead and um
2: ask the next question
1: do you like children
2: yeah I do Yep. Whenever I went on mission trips, uh, the group, it was in 2012, this particular one, we were in Nicaragua and the group of people that came with me called me the Pied Piper because I just kids gathered where I was. And one time we were on a baseball field and there was a stage there. And we were preaching the gospel, and I was on the side <laughs> and, like, left filled with my perfume bottle spraying little kids from Nicaragua. And a few minutes later, I find that there's, like, 100 kids next to me, and I just love them. And I I, I think I kind of genuinely, yeah, call kids, and I love them.
1: I got to go on a mission trip Uganda with my mom and even though I'm a kid I loved all the cute little children there especially babies Mm -hmm. do you pray with people and if you are are afraid what do you do if you're afraid to pray with people because you never have
0: or that could it could just not only be prayer but encourage someone do something, anything that the Lord tells you to do to minister to someone do you do that and
2: how do you do it if you're afraid well you know it's funny growing up in church You know how awkward it is when they say, who wants to pray, and then they call on you? And then, um, Foster, I I feel like you'll cross this threshold a lot faster than me if you haven't already. You're a very confident little Mm -hmm. awesome woman. So you may not be afraid to pray out loud, but I remember it being in 11th grade when I stopped being afraid of it. Um, I just forever they would call me and I'd be like please don't call me please don't call me please don't call me because I was just nervous but there was just a point where I just crossed the line where the Lord took me by the hand and they, I just wasn't afraid anymore because I've been to the presence of the Lord so much that it wasn't hard to pray anymore so since 11th grade I have loved to pray for people and I think the hardest time right now is when the Lord tells me I need to pray for a stranger and I don't know what to do. Like the last time he told me was in a hospital visiting our friend and her baby that's there. Yeah. And there was a gentleman who was limping while he was walking. Mm-hmm. And um, the, yeah, he, he was just on my heart to pray for him. So there's, um, there's just something about being the Lord's hands and feet and it doesn't look the same every day. but um, he gives you the courage whenever you're in his will and you do what he says and you listen to his voice and obey
0: have you ever had that happen foster where you felt like the lord wanted you to pray for someone or do something and your heart really like was pounding and either you did do it or you, you didn't do it but you felt that like that he was directing your attention
1: Well, there are times that like when we're driving, I'll see people who are poor or homeless on the streets, and I want to pray for them, Um, and I usually do like in the car silently, Um, but I know that my mom and dad aren't just going to let us pull over and me go pray for him because that would be sort of awkward, but I do sort of pray for people whenever um, I'm walking and in church if I see someone who looks like they need um, to be prayed for. I'll pray for them in my head silently too, because sometimes I'll be too shy to go over and pray for them. But
0: well, thanks for praying in your car. What would you, what would you, or in the car? Thanks for praying for them in that way. If if I was gonna, usually we're in a car with the kiddos and it's just me. Like I think Walmart's a good example. On the corners of Walmart, you often parking lot. You often see people and Foster's gifted in mercy, and so she's very moved. Um,
1: I'll think about like to give them like five dollars or something yeah but
0: you're right a lot of times it's just me it's the kids and it's a busy busy section it's not mm -hmm. a good place to stop and and get out and um so lord you can deal with my heart on on that if it's not right but foster if if we were there today and the lord that what you're talking about when your heart your heart is filled with compassion what would you pray for them if you could get out of the car or what do you pray in the car
1: Um, in the car, I'll pray that if they have stolen anything, that they'll go back to that place and return them, um, and that people, um, will be nice to them and not make fun of them. That, like, if they're on the street, um, and they barely have any food or they're barely dressed, that people don't make fun of them. Um. So you want them
2: to have their dignity?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, I'll also say, like, if they have any family members that, um, and their family members. Members don't want them because they've made bad choices that they'll change their life around.
2: So you want the hope to stay, mm-hmm. that yeah. you still believe in them. That is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Buster, you can ask the next okay. question. Okay. This is such a cool sight. She's got her highlighter. She's got her water. She is professional. <laughs> All right, go for it.
1: Do you get scared and do you pray whenever you get scared?
2: Yes, I get scared. And yes, I pray when I get scared. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and Paige knows this, um, whenever my husband leaves for work and he has to leave overnight, I can um, actually physically feel his presence not there. And just that um, authority that he has as my husband is missing from my house. And I'm used to it. I'm used to that security. I have that security in the Lord but under my house, being Jed's wife, I have that security when he's there. So when he's gone, I feel it, right? Like when your parents are gone and your confidence is a little shaky, you feel their absence, right? And so off the top of my head, I get nervous a lot at those um, times. And my prayer is is shoring up the confidence I have in the Lord, despite my husband not being at the house. And you know what? I've grown a lot in that. I can go to sleep. Usually I stay up late. <laughs> <laughs> until I'm tired and my brain can't think about it. Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm almost 31. And um, that was my MO until last year. But I can I can lay down in peace now walking that out with the Lord. That's good.
1: What age were you when you started to read the Bible?
2: Um, or I, when you
1: wanted to read the
2: Bible? Yeah, this is a great question. And you know what? I have a lot of friends in a lot of different places. And the Lord keeps reminding me there's so much grace for... Um, a lifetime of, of studying the word and knowing him and I would say that I have always studied the word but it has been so shallow and uh, whenever I was 18 I graduated and my independence from my parents really changed you know because you graduate from high school you're not in school anymore you have a little more independence it's not just your parents speaking into you And um, my parents let me go to church, but they didn't take me to church. And all of my uh, teenage life, I was just a little upset because I didn't have spiritual parents to teach me the Word. But when I was 18, the Lord said um, that I didn't need that authority to learn it. And I just started from Genesis at the age of 18 and started reading the Bible. Didn't even know it wasn't in chronological order. Found that out later. The Lord worked mighty miracles through it, and that is that beginning point where I really dove into the Word and knew that it was spoken to me, and it was speaking about Jesus.
0: And the the Bible says, Pastor, that the Holy Spirit Himself will be our teacher, and so it's great we are in the Body of Christ, where there are also other teachers that exist that are amazing. But when we're hungry and we open up the Word, um, we're not going to we're not going to stay hungry. We're going to get. Get full, just yeah. like mm-hmm. Buster. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, right? So, okay, go
2: ahead.
1: How old were you when you started to spend time with the Lord?
2: Uh, yeah, I just really I could just remember it from being a little girl. We had a Sunday school class, and our teachers, you know, would. Um, challenge us to learn the 66 books of the Bible and you'd be a member of the 66 club and you could go to a pizza party if you learned and I think that was my first memory that I remember being with the Lord and it's so funny because I was in a field of flowers <laughs> outside, right? Picking flowers and memorizing the books of the Bible and it was really time with the Lord. That that was just the, just the most distinct thing. I knew his presence was there and he is like that to me. He is so Psalm 23 to me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He make me lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside still waters and he restores my soul. And there is just some, there was just a place of restoration and security from a little girl memorizing books of the Bible. Not even scripture, right? Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Memorizing books of the Bible because the Lord delighted that in me wanting to learn about him. Yeah, absolutely. That's good.
0: That's very encouraging okay Foster. Mm-hmm. Jesse, how do you currently spend time with the Lord like intentionally mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah answer that the best way you can
2: Well I'll just say one way there's a lot of ways yep. um, my my girl Rebecca Fleming I've she's been with me for a few years I met her at entourage. I literally um, asked her to hang out with me in a drive-through that she was working at. <laughs> so funny but her mom gifted me a book that she made and it was made out of scrapbook paper and it's gardener scrapbook paper which is up my alley but it has nooks of cards and things that you can pull out and bookmarks and it's so beautifully bound and and I use that as my um, prophetic word book where did she make it she made it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah she took like a book it, like the binding of a book stripped out all of the pages and put new pages good in good idea it. and it's gorgeous and my first thought is how long does this take <laughs> like who That's would cool. do such a thing that is cool yeah, we're going to i'm going to show it for we're you. Gonna i'm going to show it. you yeah you we're got the making's of that. it we do yeah it's we're going to do gore- it's it's so amazing it's amazing so and i just feel like it's just a touch of the lord because even when i have little pockets of note cards that i can pull out in the next page There's a special word the Lord has me put in that. So I would say um, it's like a a secret garden. It's just like a place. I come and um, I write down my secrets and my dreams and words people gave me and words he gave me. And then the second place is, there's just a second living room in our house and it is set up right now with chairs and it almost looks like a little sanctuary. And um, it feels... It just feels like a physical church spot that I even found my husband sitting there a couple of days ago um, singing a worship song with the guitar that was there. And there's just something, and Sage just sits down, my daughter sits down and dances, and it was just, I don't know, it was special.
0: So that's kind of like that secret place that we were talking about the other day, yeah. that the girl in the, the book, mm-hmm. Much Afraid, and the book mm-hmm. goes out to meet the great Sure, the chief shepherd in a special place that's the secret place, yeah. like Matthew talked about <clears throat> yeah. going to the secret place and so Foster designed a secret place on a, like using scraps from a Magnolia journal of, of her and the Lord were going to meet somewhere so Jesse kind of explains something she does but she also described a place that she goes to that feels kind of sacred in her house mm-hmm. um so that's sort that's sort of a secret place isn't always a physical place but in the context of what she shared it was so that's cool okay foster keep
2: going
1: do you pray in tongues and how old were you when you got your tongues
2: i do pray in tongues and it i got my prayer language i asked my beautiful friend audrey needham to pray over me to receive it it was in two thousand twenty-one at a Her Virtue conference, which is a youth girls' conference. So it was less than two years ago, almost a year and a half ago. So very recent. And you know what is crazy about it? Um, the a year later at this last Her Virtue, I was a speaker at, and a girl said, um, "I want to rec- <laughs> I want to be prayed over to speak in tongues. Will you wow. pray over me?" So I it was just such an interesting. Um, Two conferences ago, I received mine, and then a conference later, I'm already walking in this sanctification of this girl, this discipleship of this girl, praying over her for fruit that I received last year from a faithful friend. It was awesome. Wow,
1: that's really cool.
0: It's really cool, and it's really a good picture of what everything, every gift that God gives us in life, whether it's a tangible gift or a spiritual gift, it is not just for our benefit, but it's for others yeah and so how neat is that that like you got to enjoy that and the benefits of that edifying your spirit but really the body did get built up too because of it so anyway anything anything else on that foster did that answer your question
1: i think that answered my question okay how do you hear the Lord speak to you and how do you speak to the Lord?
2: um uh, there there are two things the lord told me last year about myself that i'm an imitator of him and I'm an usher into his presence. And a lot of the times, the, a lot of the ways he speaks to me, I don't hear the audible voice, but it comes out of me as if I'm imitating what he told me. Yeah. Like it comes, it comes out like I'm actually speaking the words I heard him say. Um, and a good example is when I was in a meeting at the entourage gathering, I heard the Lord tell me that your mom was gonna have a boy, a baby boy, and I heard it from the Lord. I heard it from the Lord, and I said, "So Paige is gonna have a boy, and she shouldn't be afraid to have a boy." That's yeah. what you told me, and um, a little brother, yeah, twenty twenty, yeah. yeah, and and it was just um, it and really, I just feel like it's the child in me, and I think that's why I love kids so much too, because kids imitate to learn. And there's just something about my closeness to the Lord is just being like him. And so I imitate him. And when he talks to me, um, I'm like, is that what you said? And I'm just like a little mockingbird. And Lord, may it be true to all my words. Yeah,
0: that's so good. Uh, Foster, you know how sometimes I say out of the overflow of the mouth, the heart speaks. Like if if any of us say kind of naughty things to each other, and then I'm like, that's a hard issue. We have to deal with it. Well, Jesse's sort of saying the reverse of it. She's saying that like the Lord the Lord's presence abides in her so much in her heart that things come out of her mouth that she didn't even conceive with her mind. Like she didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like she's just desired so much to be with the Lord and in his presence whether in his word or in worship or however that things sometimes just flow out of her and then she hears them for the first time with their mind really coming out, Jesse? Is that fair to say that? Yeah. So I think that that's an awesome thing. You get to steward and take care of your heart, and um, it just all you have, just you just get to be a child and listen to the Lord, and He wants to store up those treasures in your heart, and so that those can come out, those truths like Jesse just shared. So
2: okay, go ahead, Foster.
1: What is your favorite song?
2: My favorite song.
1: Well, one of your favorites. My- My-
2: favorite song um it would be the whole new jeremy riddle album but song from that album is probably jesus have it all it's so pretty and
1: Mm -hmm. then the last one is what's your favorite bible verse
2: my favorite that's so funny too because you know i feel like that's a hard question to ask but I feel like it's the chapter of Psalm 84, Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to go ahead and read the first verse. My friend, Annette Rustin, told me that the Lord told her that this is my chapter, and I couldn't agree more, but I'm just going to tell you the first verse. God of heaven's armies, you find so much beauty in your people. They're like lovely sanctuaries of your presence, and I just love that picture, Foster. You, we know now because of Jesus that we are temple's where jesus dwells and this psalmist is saying you're a lovely sanctuary your beautiful stained glass windows whenever his light shines through you it's just the most beauty you don't just radiate his life foster you exude this beauty out of your ornate um building your ornate temple where the lord is housed and it's just yeah it's awesome
0: Anything else you want to ask that's burning on your heart? Jesse, anything
2: you need to ask Foster? Hm. Mm. How does the Lord speak to you, Foster?
1: Um, he spoke to me in a dream before. Um
2: like just once or does he do um, that? Does he tend th- to do that?
1: I think two times, sort of. One that that well they were both like ahead of future, but they haven't happened yet because I just had them like one week
2: ago. So. Whoa, and what do you do with them? What do you do with them to um, see if to wait on I the word?
0: On Why don't you just answer the part just about what, do what you do? With do you it? How do you, it down? Do if you, you, you feel tell like the Lord somebody? showed you something that could One happen? of them,
1: I didn't really like thinking of it, but and then mm. my mom talked to me about that. Lord will speak that the Lord will speak to you in dreams that look different. That and then they'll then. They'll
0: they symbolize them. things like black, mm-hmm. like know
1: what they'll be. Yeah,
0: like for example, cool. we were in a setting that you were into last week, Jesse, where a woman was being prayed over, and then someone prophesied like about her expectancy spiritually, not naturally. Right. And so Foster and Emma were both there, and so by the time we got out of the room, they're like, "So she's having a baby," and nobody knows, and I'm like, oh no, she's not having a baby. They're praying that there, there's something like in her. And so we talked mm-hmm. about that, and so I think Foster's starting to, she's had some dreams where she's seen some things that are similar, but that didn't make a lot of sense to her, and she didn't really know what to make of it. And so we talked about how, you know, like pregnancy in general is a symbol of fruitfulness. So, you know, maybe if she saw something in someone else, it's the Lord saying, Hey, I want to bring fruit out of this life. I want you to pray for the fruitfulness of this life and be aware that I'm, I'm that's growing. Mm-hmm. Is this fair to say what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to c- uncover these yeah. dreams. So, navigating, navigating, um, yeah, understanding. Yeah, I, I think God. that's fair. I think the Lord does speak yeah. to you through your dreams. And we'll continue to, and I think in other ways, in worship, in in reading your word.
2: Yeah. So you confide in your mom to and just wait to see if they're true. Is that what you do? Oh you yeah. The so dreams? the dream
0: not the one that we were talking about, but the dreams like that, that were things that you've prayed so, for that you Yeah,
1: I've been praying about something very specific for my mom and our family. Oh, um hmm, okay.
0: Gotcha. That's fair enough. You can you can share. I don't mind if you share okay. the details of um, what you're talking about.
1: I want my mom to have another little baby girl.
0: Oh, oh, awesome. So,
1: I've actually been praying for that for quite a while, and then I've been having dreams about it.
0: Cool. And so, so and then there's something that, what are you saying needs to happen they, what
1: were
2: you So, you and Emmett have to do oh, but but are you working on it? Is that what you're doing? Well, or what? <laughs> do we cut this out?
0: <laughs> oh, I know what it is. We're all not we are on this we are all in the hot seat right now okay so i think that it's can. can i say it, it be- okay i'll say it but no, think about what jesse's example about fear was while ago okay. this is perfect tie-in okay. so go ahead share like okay so like you're praying for this thing to happen and you're you're but having dreams me and my of sister it.
1: need to do something
0: first and, okay so okay. what tell jesse like what you feel like that
1: is yes. so let's just say i'm nine years old and i have a seven-year-old sister and we do not sleep in our room <laughs> oh, we sleep oh, in our so parents. you have to
2: sleep in your room so
1: to make <gasps> room but like, we've been starting up there during the night so like but. to make <laughs> wow
2: this
0: really got deep fast so <laughs> to make awesome. ru- like we're all like okay lord whatever whatever you want but pragmatically to wow. make room for mm-hmm. a, for another baby we probably like have to the big girls probably have to sleep in their room and
1: we've really been trying like we've been sitting at yeah. bedtime at 8 30 where we i mean at 8 o'clock where we get ready and i'm eight, not laughing we go to bed so we've yeah. been trying to start up there foster this good. is
2: amazing thank you for your honesty Clearly, it was hard for you to say because it's a sensitive subject, right? Yeah. I take it you like to be with your parents at night. And I know that all my mm-hmm. friends,
1: that most of them, they all sleep in their room. Yeah. But I have a, one friend who, like, goes to her parents' room. Wow. Right. Okay.
2: And, and Foster, I
0: get, I've told you. <laughs> I. You
1: uh, understand? They I do understand. Do oh, in
0: college, my, my mom and dad weren't together at that time. You know, they were divorced. So I would definitely come home and sleep with B.B. You would? Yeah, except her dog smelled bad in her room, and I asked her to get rid of it, and she told me I had to go. <laughs> and so, anyway, um, she chose the dog over me. Yeah, that doesn't over shock me. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was old and poor health, and it would like toot in its sleep, and it smelled Ugh. bad. Oh. Anyway, we're really getting offhand here. Okay, but the, this but is amazing. Wait, but the bottom line to all this is that Jesse, while go, talked about Jed and how she's had to battle the fear of when Jed is gone, she feels. Like the absence of his presence. And so when you're upstairs, upstairs and, and I think we're downstairs, that's what you feel sometimes. You want that security of us right there, even though yeah. we're just really a couple feet away.
1: And sometimes, like like the other night, um, I got scared, but I wasn't scared of anything. But like it was like I couldn't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It was like I wasn't scared, but I was scared.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, I've been foster as a kid. I had to walk that out too, Mm -hmm. and there's still things in life that I get afraid about and have to control, take control of my thoughts, and pray and listen to worship and all those things. But that's awesome. So we just covered a lot of ground with that last Mm -hmm. question. That's good. Is there
2: anything else? We're just working (laughs) it out. We're just (laughs) working
0: it out. Well, how about this? Jesse, if there's anything else that you want to speak into, please do it. But could do you want to pray with Foster about that? Would you open yep, to and pray with you too. about that? Sure. And Foster, look at mom in the face. No shame or condemnation. I know. Okay. I love you.
2: Okay. Can I pray for you, Foster? Yeah. Oh, dear Lord, thank you so much for Foster in that she has taken on the role of a servant's heart as she is the sage of her family. Sage as in the wise oldest sister. And Father, I know that her role is specific, that there's no other biggest sibling in her family and I just pray that she always carry that role that she will always have the rest of her life with honor may she not look to her younger siblings and wish things may be easier wish they served in a capacity she did but may she always take this role on with the honor that you give her that she is a servant and she is a leader, and she leads by serving her family. So, Father, I pray that she have strength and mercy in this time as she grows into another role where she uh, finds herself still in her household but in her bed at nights, creating space for new siblings, creating space for family to grow, creating a space to honor others. And Father, I pray that you bless her with it. May she have the best sleep of her life in her bed. May she have your comforting presence fall on her as she surrenders that want of um, direct comfort of her parents. And Father, may she know that she is under the security of her family's house, that they don't leave her when she's in her room. And may she walk this out with you in humility and just be raised up to honor, and may um, you just bless her. Bless her, bless her, bless her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Good work, team. Thanks,
2: guys. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage
0: Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram.